and welcome back rugby fans of course to the rugby rant podcast show my name is ty braga your host for daily's activities alongside the familiar face of rob the hammer hammerschmidt and more importantly here for the next installment of our run pass or kick interviews which you know is of course great fun we're gonna put under the test is peter Rare's recent mlr draftee of the 2021 class peter welcome to the show my friend Hey guys, thank you so much, uh, Rob and Ty. Pleasure to be on with you guys. Really appreciate it and looking forward to it. Well, we certainly are looking forward to putting you under the test of the run parcel kick. But to learn more about how it works, I hand you over to my colleague, Rob Hammerschmidt. Thank you very much, Ty. And Peter, welcome to the show. It's really good to have you on. Uh, anybody that watched the show know I love to talk to young American players that have just entered the league that are ready to get their careers initiated. So welcome. For those who have not seen our show before, I want to take a, just a moment to explain how the run, pass, or kick interview goes. And it works a little like this. Basically, we're going to prompt every question to Peter with run, pass, or kick. And so just like any good rugby player, he's got to be thinking on his feet um, at every moment. And in this particular case, he's got three choices. He can run with a question, which is to say he's going to go ahead and answer the question. He can pass the question, which is to suggest that he's going to go ahead and uh, not answer it because it's a little too hot of topic, or he can choose to have a little fun with us, put us on the back put, uh, foot, put us on the defensive, and actually kick it to us. And we'll assume that um, if he doesn't identify who's going to kick it to, that whoever asked the question will go ahead and respond. If not, like any good rugby player, Peter, who's, who I'm sure you're uh, adept with with both feet, you'll <laughs> you'll you'll be able to you know kick this question to either one of us, yeah. whomever you choose. So are you ready uh, for the run pastor kick challenge? Yes. Thank you, Rob, for having me. Yeah, no worries, man. It's good to have you. Before we get started, though, I think Ty wants to talk a lot, uh, a little bit about one of our very important sponsors. That would be Can I Brands. Right. So thanks for the window there, Rob, because Can I Brands is one of our partners. It's only fitting that we give them an opportunity to be able to be spoken about, but more importantly for you to be able to learn about how great this CBD plant-based product is from Can I Brands. So if you're looking for a great alternative to prescription medication, any habit-forming product, this is where you want to be, right? With the CBD products, uh, it's all herbal, it's all natural, it's all vegan, and it's got zero THC. The Free Jacks themselves is who kind of turned us onto it in rugby, but it's been enjoyed by professional athletes across the U.S. in all the major sports, from Major League Baseball to the NHL to the NBA. So it's already been adopted by athletes at the highest level, and it's probably because of a couple of reasons that I already mentioned some. But more importantly, how easy it is to be able to use. There's an oral spray that's as simple as, you know, pop the cap, eight sprays under the tongue. This one over here is the Can I Fresh, which is really a nice pick-me-up in the middle of the day when you're just dragging a little bit. And it does that. It's kind of a refresh. And I think you restart your day. Uh, kind of just gives you a little bit of something extra. But that little bit of something extra is often a lot when it's the Can I Boost one. This has got a bit of a caffeine kick to it. I personally enjoy it. Can you hear how upbeat I am? Thanks to this, right? <laughs> so forget about the Red Bull or anything else you might grab, that little stimulant that you need in the middle of the day uh, to help you get through that last part of it. The Can I Boost is uh, definitely the better one, I would say, for, for something like that. Um, it's another applicator, which is just a dropper under the tongue. You know, usually, maybe Rob, you would agree, normally these type of products kind of have a bitter aftertaste, which I don't get with the Can I Brands uh, one, which is one of the reasons why I, I do enjoy it. Um, yeah. yeah, sorry, Rob, you were, you were saying, didn't mean to yeah, cut you off there. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, I think the important thing is it has a caffeine kick, but it doesn't have the calories that soda or, you know, coffee yeah. from Starbucks would have, right? Yeah. Um, so that makes it a real nice um, alternative. Yeah, and that's absolutely true. So there are four different product lines that they have. It's the Can I Mend, uh, which is the recovery and, and, and health support one there. Can I Boost, which of course we spoke about. Can I Fresh, we spoke about. And then of course the final component, Can I Sleep, right? Uh, that's uh, never going to work for me because I got a small child in the house that's under <laughs> the age of a year old. So <laughs> it doesn't work for me. But Rob says that is the one that he swears by. Um, kind of just gets you back into a rhythm really quickly and allows you to get restful sleep um, pretty quickly though, Rob, right? 
Yeah, well, when you're 50, you have a lot of those um, <clears throat> urinary uh, um, bladder <laughs> up in the middle experiences of the night. in the middle of the night. It mm. kind of helps me get through those, which is kind of nice. <laughs> it's not exactly. Now, Peter, you don't need to worry about it. Worry about it. Worry about it. <laughs> I love it. There's a testimonial from somebody over 50. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, the truth about it is it's easy to be able to get a hold of. Um, it's And you can check them out online at caniebrands.com. Because we are partnered with them, for the benefit of all of our listeners and viewers, they've given us the opportunity to share with you a promo code, RANT25, that allows 25% off your entire order. So dump as much as you can inside that cart before checking out because it's 25% off everything, not just one item. And that can save you a lot. And anything over $49 will give you free shipping anywhere in the continental US as well. So once again, that's promo code RANT. R-A-N-T-25 for an additional 25% off your entire order at canibrands.com. All right, so I'll pick it up from here. Finally, Peter, we'll get to the man of the hour, we'll get to the important person that we have in front of us. That's Peter Reyes. Once again, thank you for joining the show. And we want to know, are you ready for the Run, Pass, or Kick Challenge? Yes, I'm ready. All right. Well, uh, this one's kind of off-color, off-script. We were talking about Canai Brands, and we know that um, the big guy's feet were hurting recently. He had to use the balm. Um, word has it that you guys had a secretive mano um, mano scrum down, uh, and, and that caused his, his, uh, his big dogs to hurt a little bit because you tore him up in that scrum down. Is there any truth to that run, pass, or kick? Mm, I'll run with that. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, so you know, we had a scrum session, and you know, like you kicked always, his ass, didn't you? Tell the truth. Yeah, uh, uh, don't be modest, don't be humble. We right. want the truth, and we wanted to be brutal. That's right. <laughs> yeah, no, um, we had a scrum session, and I was uh, doing my best to be dominant and uh, keep a flat back, keep straight, and uh, yeah, his uh, his uh, foot was uh, bothering him. Yeah. And I just kept the pressure on. There you go. I like to see that. Go for the jugular. Put your foot down. Don't take it off. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> but in all seriousness, let's get to a serious question. I think what people want to know, especially with new players, is where they come from. Where do they get their start? And I think that's especially true because we're trying to grow the game of rugby here in the United States. And we want to give young players an opportunity to know, you know, if you're in the New York area, where do you get your start playing? And so run, pass, or kick. How did you start playing rugby? Yeah, so I want to run with this one, and this one is actually really important to me. Um, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and I went to school. And up until the point of about eighth grade, I had been um, in public school, you know. And I, my mom wanted kind of a switch for me, you know, public school. Some people frowned upon it. Some people like it. You know, it's kind of hit or miss depending on the area and Brooklyn isn't you know the greatest area as we all know and after eighth grade you know my mom and I this discussed um Xavier High School uh, my older brother had been attending the school he's two years older than me um and my mom thought it would be a good idea for me to go to Xavier High School I'm like mom I've been in public school my whole life no way I'm gonna go to an all-boys school dress up in a shirt and tie and go to school here it's not gonna happen but I was like, all right, I'll take the test. No big deal. I'll, I'll take the test, the tax exam to do it. I'll, I'll give it a go. I'll, so I put Xavier as my third option to for school. I ended up getting in and I remember being at home and I usually never, this is back in the time we had home phones. I knew she never answered the home phone. And my mom said, oh, the, the phone's ringing. So I, I get it and it's the Xavier High School calling. And they're like, can I speak to Peter Reyes? And I answer the phone, yeah. Uh, this is Peter Reyes speaking. And from there, you know, I ended up going to Xavier High School. Um, my sophomore year, I tried out for the rugby team. I was just working out in the gym. And uh, our JV coach came up to me. Justin Pip Hunley, who coaches down at Penn State, came up to me. He was like, hey, man, you know, I'm the JV coach. Why don't you give it a go? Uh, I gave it a shot, tried out. I made it. And from there on, it was just like, I love this sport. I got to keep playing it. So after that, I played out my entire uh, sophomore season with 
uh, Xavier High School. Then in the summer, like, oh, I need more rugby. I got to get better. I need to get ready for varsity. I'm thinking about all these things, but before I didn't even want to go to the school. Now, uh, I had a best friend of mine, Andrew Rivera, and uh, he was on the team with me as well. And he, he founded uh, New York Rugby Club. Um, so we started going to New York Rugby Club trainings, like the U15 program. You know, we would take the train together all the way down, and then we take the bus, the crazy bus. Everyone knows the Randall's Island bus is crazy. <laughs> we would take the Randall's Island bus together hand in hand. You know, we were scared, really young bucks, you know, going there. And we went to practice and, you know, got better. And then, you know, continued on. You know, junior year, you see the improvements, you know, you're getting older get in the gym where you're more serious about the sport, you're taking it more seriously, you know, eat healthy. And I continued that path. I stayed again with uh, Xavier High School, played again with them my varsity year. You know, we went on tour, went to nationals, went to states, you know, started to see improvements in my game. My coaches, Greg Norris, Mike Petrie and Joe Sweeney, um, a lot of homage to them. They helped me, you know, into the player I am today, helped me develop a better mindset. And by senior year, things were clicking. I knew that this is what I wanted to do. I knew that this is where I was supposed to be. I love Xavier. Um, I credit a lot of my success to my, you know, my coach, uh, Greg Norris. He, he helped me immensely. And from there on, I took off and I didn't want to look back. So for the pathway for me, for players that are looking to, to succeed, you know, back when I was, you know, even though it was just a couple of years ago, there weren't that many youth programs out there, especially for kids from Brooklyn. A lot of these youth programs are in like Connecticut or Pennsylvania or, you know, White Plains, up, you know, upstate, a little bit more New York. For me, it was just not so much about, you know, playing the game, but getting physically prepared for it. So you may not have the chance to play rugby, but you can go pass with your dad. You can go run outside. You can play with your brothers and sisters. You can go to the gym. You can watch rugby on TV. The more familiar you get with it and being around it, at a young age, the better off you are from it. And some of the stuff I learned at Xavier, I still use today. Yeah, that's an, an excellent answer. And you know, like what I like about it is you said that, you know, even though you might not have a rugby field, you still have ways to continue your preparation and build towards that. You know, it's as simple as putting a rugby ball in as many kids' hands and we'll have a whole new generation of players, right? Yes. And, and you know, I want to stick on the theme of your experience at Xavier High School just for a moment as we dive into the next question. Uh, because it is so critical to your start in rugby. So let's let's dive into it a little bit more. And, you know, you spoke about, you know, coming from Brooklyn and your journey to, to Xavier High School. Um, but let's ask the, the run, pass, or kick. You attended Xavier High School uh, in New York, which carries the distinction of being the oldest high school rugby club in the U.S. I believe since 1976 is how far back that high school program goes. So it is also a rugby powerhouse as a result because of its, its legacy, the players produced, you know, and it just kind of is one of those places that attracts more rugby people. With that in mind, did you attend Xavier because of its rugby tradition alone? Or what was that real big factor that drew you in? Oh, I'll run with it. Okay. So rugby, I didn't even know what it was. And secondly, I'm telling you this from my... My mom will tell you, my dad will tell you, my brothers and sisters, like, I did not want to go to Xavier. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to, you know, look good for the show. I did not want to attend Xavier. Not going to be the spokesperson for Xavier High School now. <laughs> yeah. I did not want to be want to be at Xavier High School. You know, I thought it was going to be crazy. I knew that they were really strict. Like I said, all boys. Like, what high yeah. school boy wants to be around all boys? Yeah, boo. And yeah. Yeah, what does like, a teenage boy want to do? Not be around only boys. <laughs> but Xavier High School was probably the best thing that happened to me. And, you know, to get off the topic of rugby real quick, um, right. there's a retreat that we all go on. It, 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 it's not we all go on, but it's, you know, if you want to go on it, you can go on it. It's called Kairos. And the theme of Kairos, without giving it away, is to tell you that you are loved. And Xavier's motto is about being a man for others. Now, I knew nothing about Xavier being a rugby powerhouse or that they were dominant in athletics and that they were a good good program. I just knew that my mom said, if I go there, I'll become a man and I'll become a man for others and a better person. And, you know, growing up tough, you know, it, it, there's things that you, you know, go through and overcome. And when I went into Xavier, you know, I didn't want to be there. So I made it difficult on myself my first year. It wasn't until I found the game of rugby lifting at the gym after school 
just because I was bored that I found the sport that would change my life and look where I am today. So I didn't pick Xavier necessarily for the Barbie powerhouse or the school. I think deep down Xavier picked me. And I know that sounds corny. It was my third choice. People who put Xavier as their third choice rarely get, rarely get in. But my mom had a plan and she trusted God and she prayed and, you know, look where we are today. And I, I can't be more grateful for, to my mom for that, for giving me the push, stay there, son, like, you know, you know, you can do it. And I can't thank Xavier enough for giving me an opportunity, you know, giving, giving me the opportunity to play the sport that I love and to meet the people I met. And like I said, back to that retreat, you know, if I can be way too much, I learned that my time at Xavier did not go to waste, that I was loved and that so many of my peers and teachers looked up to me and cared about me. And I mean, Xavier, you know, testament to Xavier, they, they did a great job. And it sounds like legacy has been an important component of both your academic and, and social experience at, at Xavier, as well as the rugby side. And I want to delve into the rugby side a little bit because Xavier has had an array of players that have represented the United States at age grade level, but has also boasted uh, three graduates that have made senior honors: Seamus Kelly, the 15s, Mike Petrie at 15s and Chris Patina at the sevens. Um, so run past your kick. Did the fact that, players of this caliber graduated from Xavier have an impact on your desire to play at the highest of levels? I'll run with this one. So, like I said, Mike Petrie was my coach in high school and he was also a teacher in school. Now everyone who's come across Mike Petrie loves Mike Petrie. Like he's the man. Like, yeah. so everyone wanted to be like Mike. If you played rugby at Xavier, you wanted to be as good as Petrie. You wanted to be an Eagle. You wanted to, you know, play for Rooney, you wanted to be that guy. He, he was the captain of Rooney, the, num the number nine. Um, he played at the USA Eagles, you know, he played overseas. The guy did almost everything and such a mild man and such a, you know, an honorable man, just quiet, but humble and, you know, focused. And, you know, Matina also as well, I didn't know Matina too well. And, she, you know, Seamus Kelly, I didn't know too well, but um, they were, they were older than me, but obviously, uh, you know, that Matina was dominant. Seamus Kelly was dominant, not only in rugby, but also football. I played football as well at Xavier. So we, we hear about these guys' legacy and how dominant they were. But for me, it was really Mike Petrie that um, gave me, you know, the desire to want to play at the next level. Um, I remember my brother and I um, went to one of the first games at MCU Park when they played Toronto. And I remember like, telling my brother, that's my coach, that's my coach. Look at, look at Mike Petrie go. And, you know, he, he was an outstanding player, an outstanding man. And to see him out off the field, to see him in the classroom, to see him in the gym, the work that he put in, to see Mike Petrie as the man kind of meant more for me than to see him as a player. Everyone knew he was great. Everyone knew he was dominant. But the way he presented himself and the way he did things at Xavier was just, you know, amazing. And, yeah, big credit to him. He's one of the main guys I looked up to. And then to have that moment where I played for the Rooney Academy over the summer and he was our coach, it was just like full circle. Like It was a dream come true. Right. What a wonderful way to continue the journey mm -hmm. with somebody who you've always trusted as a great role model and as everybody should because we need just more men like him, right, and yeah. attract more young players. And it's all about that. You know, one generation helps the next generation. And who knows? Maybe one day soon, somebody will be telling a very story, similar story about you, Peter. Yeah. We can only hope, right? Only hope. Only hope to be as good as Mike Petrie. So let me dive into the next question here. And we're on the fourth question here. We got about 14 locked and loaded. So let's move into the next one here. After playing, run past a kick. I should have phrased that first. After playing on several teams that placed in the top five nationally, you opted to attend and play at Cutstown. What about them appealed to you most? You got to run with it, of course, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'll run with, uh, you know, this one. And also, like our motto, I'll run with the Bears. Cutstown uh, is, you know, you got to look at the legacy there. And not to bring it back to Mike Petrie, but Coach Doc Jones coached Mike Petrie. Um, you know, they were part of, uh, some select teams together and I spoke to, uh, I, I, when I went to visit Kutztown, it was the first time 
And I know everyone says, you know, it's a cliche. It feels like home, but Kutztown felt like home. It was a small school. It wasn't huge. Um, I met with the coaches and, you know, it was truly like an amazing experience to feel that I would be held accountable at the next level. I know the legacy and the dominance that Kutztown has performed at. I know that I also can get a good education. It's not just a rugby school where like, you know, you, you not, you get lost with the education, the teachers, the orientation, the people were nice. The place was inviting, but let's get back to rugby. You know, could sound known for rugby. They, they are dominant and to play at that next level and to be in that environment with those coaches, coaches, coach Doc, coach LC, coach Duke. I mean, they held us to the highest, highest standard. And I knew that if I went there, my game would improve dramatically, and that it did. Awesome. And, you know, it, it's really great for people to hear about some of the folks that have had a massive influence on who you are and how you've gotten to this point. What I would like to explore a little bit in this next question is uh, a little bit more deeply about Cutstown. Because, and, and let me give us a little bit of context. You know, I, I, there are, there is a lot of college rugby being played in the United States, but I think um, there's a huge and vast difference between the levels of rugby played in the United States too. You know, you have the more social oriented rugby, you have the kind of semi serious club rugby, and then of course you have you know your upper level elite. Uh, uh, rugby programs, right? So um, talk a little bit about run, pass, or kick. Talk a little bit about, um, you know, how, how you would describe Cutstown's rugby atmosphere. So, you know, kids that are looking at potentially playing in college might have an idea what Cutstown has to offer rugby-wise. Yeah, run. So Cutstown, you know, the main thing is at Cutstown is accountability, about trust, honor, respect. You, you honor the hoops, you know, blessed are the hoops is what we say, the hoops are the jerseys. And Kutztown's all about going, our motto there, like, is go to work every day. No matter how it looks, you're going to work every day, whether that be to be excellent in the classroom, to be excellent on the field, getting the extra reps in, getting to practice early. Coaches are always holding you accountable and always providing you a way to succeed. They're always providing answers. They're always there. Now, the decision to go to Kutztown and why it's so good is because Coach Doc Jones built that legacy. It's over 30 years in the making. Mm -hmm. um, haven't had a losing season there. Kutztown continuously provides, you know, an environment where student athletes can get better, to go to work every day, to learn what it means, to, what, what that truly means. Because when we're adults, there's not a day where you can just take a day off. You have to go to work every day, even if you're retired, you know, even if you're Look, even if you're a student, even if you're looking for work, it's about going to work every day. It's about finding each way, each day, a way to get better. And whether that be, like I said, classroom, the field, with your friends, with your peers, with your parents, with your family, you want to always, you know, go to work every day. And, you know, a lot of things that Kutsan also taught me while playing is, you know, respect. How do you know you hold the door for others? You clean up the cafeteria after yourselves. You know, you got guys, you know, that come up to our coach and say, wow, you know, the, we thought the rugby team was going to just leave the cafeteria trash, but they cleaned up after every, everyone else. You want to leave the jersey and you want to leave the place better than when you found it. So the question I would ask myself and to others when, you know, they're thinking, do I want to go to Kutztown University? Well, do you want to become a better man? Do you want to become a better person? Do you want to know what it learns to mean to go to work every day? Do you want to be in an environment where you're going to breed success? Do you want to be in a winning environment? Do you want to be around coaches that care, that care about you not only as the player, but as the person too? Doc Jones cared about Peter Reyes as the person, which helped me become the player I am today. That's awesome to hear. It sounds like uh, a, a lot of players out there could use a, a figurehead like Doc Jones at the helm of their, of their rugby career. That's awesome. Great tribute. Yeah. Um, so again, it turns to me to be able to deliver the next question here, Peter. So we're on to number six now. Run, pass, or kick. You know how it goes. You run it every day. <laughs> Not a pullback. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So here we're going to turn our attention to a little bit of uh, kind of preceding the Major League Rugby uh, draft that recently happened on this past August. Now, it was the second edition to that. 
And one of the criticisms about that experience from the first year, because of the COVID pandemic and how it shut down the MLR season and many of the programs around the country, we didn't really have much opportunity to see these players in action before they were entering the draw. So there was a couple of guys from the Rugby Showcase put an idea together, right? And then they put it in your backyard in New York. So let me ask you, with the Rugby Showcase and the platform it offered players to be seen in practice on these drill days among some of the MLR coaching staff just before the draft itself, if you had the opportunity to attend that, would you have? So I'll run with this one. I, sure. actually, I actually didn't attend the Rugby Showcase. Right, that's what I'm saying. If you had uh, had the opportunity and it was, it yeah, was right I, there in your neighborhood, right? Yeah, I had. so I had the opportunity and I had gone back and forth with it about it. And I had talked to you know, my coach about it at White Plains and talked to a couple of players. And the dream was to go to New York. Now you have 13 other teams that are out there looking. Um, let's say 10 because Toronto... You know, didn't want, I don't think they made the hike. I don't think Utah did as well. But the dream was to go to New York. And um, I know that I had played with their academy. I kind of put all my eggs in one basket, you know. I, <laughs> I, 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 was, I was kind of saying to myself that I shoot myself in the foot by the second round when I haven't heard my name called. I was starting to think I should have went to the sweat, right? <laughs> I should have went to this showcase. But, you know, I... I think the showcase was a, you know, was a good thing. I, I think looking back on it, you know, it probably wouldn't have hurt if I attended, but I knew that I wanted to go to New York. I knew that I had been talking to them. I knew that if there was anywhere that I would end up, I would pray and hope it would be my hometown. So I'm happy the way everything turned out and I'm blessed for that. But I think the rugby showcase is a good, great, actually a great way to, you know, for players from all over to meet each other. You had guys from Lindenwood. I never even see Lindenwood in the season except maybe at sevens. Mm -hmm. I don't even know those guys, but it's great right. to network and meet these coaches. And I think the showcase did a really, really good job of, of getting people out there that, you know, in front of, in front of coaches. And I think they did their due diligence because a lot of those guys, you know, did very well in the did very well in the showcase. You had, uh, right. I think it was that big prop, uh, Glinkowski. Um, yeah, Glinkowski. See that, mount, to see that LA, mountain yeah. of a man. I didn't see him at all, you know, because we didn't have the rugby season, but to see him and then see him go to LA, I mean, it's awesome for guys like that. And, yeah. you know, everyone knew he was going to go high. And to just see those pe those players at that level, you know, in that environment, it was it was amazing. Yeah. It, it, the showcase, looking back on it, I, I would have went, yes. So, so, for fans that are listening or, or watching, um, please tune in. Uh, we're going to have another draftee, uh, just like Peter. We're going to have a, a, a local guy from the Chicago area be coming on. I just did an interview recently. It'll be taped. Um, and and that's Joey Backy. He has a great story, which I'm not going to spoil here, a great story about the Rugby Showcase um, that, that you got to tune in and listen to uh, when his show airs. But I want to move a little bit more towards some of the things that Peter talked about. Um, as he said, he put all his eggs in one basket. I want to explore that a little bit, Peter. Um, you're obviously, we've talked about Brooklyn. We've talked about Zabs. We've talked about Cutsdown being, you know, a, you know, close to close to you in the east, north, you know, northeast area up there. Um, and you've played for Rooney's development team, run past your kick. Did you know that you were going to uh, going to be drafted um, by Rooney or, or was it a complete surprise? I'm actually going to kick that one. <laughs> And you're kicking that to Rob, right? Because I wasn't yeah, I'm kicking that to Rob. <laughs> okay. um, well, I, I think I think Plan A was they were going to draft you. Obviously, I, I, and if anything, last year uh, with the young scrum half, um, who Scott's going to skewer me for for not remembering his name at the top. Connor um, Buckley, my scrum. Yeah, half. Connor Buckley. With Connor Buckley, I think we see that their plan is to really develop and 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 bring along young guys that have been in their system, have been around right. a while, and they like picking the local. The local recruits. So I think in the back of your mind, you know, plan A was they're going to pick me. Uh, I have the goods. I've been around. They know me. I'm a no commodity. They've seen me on the pitch. They see me play. They know my personality. They know my work ethic. They know my mentality um, and all those things. And um, I, I think I have uh, the ability to fit in. I think that's where your mindset was going. And plan B was, okay, so, you know, okay, what if they don't draft me? 
I, I'm still in the, the academy system. I'm still in no commodity. I can still develop in their system and there's still a pathway ultimately to be uh, on Rooney. Um, so, you know, either way, it's a pretty good pathway and there's no real downside to either. Yeah. How'd I do? <laughs> gives you the A plus. I give you the A plus. Yeah, yeah. All right. Perfect. He's All a right. teacher. He needs a grade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to move along here and uh, I want to talk about one of our other sponsors who would definitely give an A plus to. And that would be Tighthead Brewing Company at Chicago's premier location to watch rugby and enjoy quality ales and lagers for all seasons. Located in Mundelein, Illinois, in the heart of Lake County, owner Brewster and the Tighthead staff will ensure you are kept well hydrated so you don't miss a single scrum. Tighthead's tap room is like the familiar rugby clubhouse in which friends and teammates can enjoy, socialize, and uh, consume a wide variety of brews on tap. And there's a lot of rugby to be watched at Tighthead Brewing. Of course, we have... You know, we just saw Rugby Canada in the United States, but the qualifiers are going to continue. You obviously have October that's chock full of USA action, including the Women's Rugby World Cup down there in New Zealand. You have, uh, we just had uh, um, in Canada, we have the HSBC Sevens kicking off. And of course, later on, we have the United States playing Ireland and then New Zealand. Plenty of so, rugby coming your way, right? Yeah. So, guys, if you want to watch rugby, Chicago, check out Tighthead Brewing Company. It will satisfy all of your thirst, both for rugby and for quality ales and lagers. It's worth more than a try. Right. If you don't come for rugby, you'll definitely do it for the beer. <laughs> <laughs> like what, what two things can bring rugby fans together? You know, <laughs> perfect marrying of the two. Um, I believe that we have an opportunity to be able to field a question from one of our fans that is watching here. And you can see it popping up on screen. Uh, Brandon from St. Louis, after now being drafted, what would you say you are looking forward to the most? Is it the competition? Is it providing, sorry, is it improving your game? What are you looking forward to? Okay, that's a loaded Obviously question. Obviously, it's a run scenario. I didn't even give you an option. Yeah, I'm just going to run with it. I got to do it for the fans, right? Right. Yeah, um, that's a loaded question. Um, but I've been looking forward to the most and, you know, is I would say getting getting into the thick of it, getting into the mud, you know, getting into the trenches, however you want to call it. You know, as a forward, we would call it, you know, it cuts down, go into the beach um, where you're down to your 22 and you just got to get into a fight. You know, you got to get into a physical altercation at the goal line. You know, I'm looking forward to being around the Rooney guys. I'm looking forward to, you know, growing my game and being challenged physically, mentally. Um, I'm actually, you know, I talked to my mom about this um, and my parents. I'm actually looking forward to, you know, not hearing my name called in the starting 23. Now, I know a lot of people are saying, wait, why? Why, why, why would you say that? Um, what drove me to work my hardest was when I wasn't playing my sophomore, mm -hmm. junior senior and sophomore sophomore years at sophomore year at Xavier you know what drove me to work my hardest was my freshman sophomore years at Kutztown not really playing or being beside guy I know that being in that environment you know the work has already started for me I've been training I've been you know eating right and you know getting ready my mind watching rugby getting ready but I'm also excited too to you know, explore this new position that I'm going to be playing. I'm going to be playing loose at prop. Now, if you followed my career, I've been playing mostly lock and back row. I'm excited to learn this new position from great players. I'm excited to be around guys like the butcher, who's the man. I'm excited to be around, you know, guys like yeah. Benjamin. Benjamin just absolutely had a loves it when he hears like somebody say the butcher. Yeah, the butcher <laughs> yeah, is the man. But I'm excited to be around those guys, excited to be around, you know, Andy Ellis. Right. Um, There's a great culture. There's just, so much experience. Yeah, just to learn. And I guess just soak it all in is what you're saying, right? Exactly. Just be a sponge. But, you know, like I said, you know, not making that 23 is going to drive me to work really, right. really use hard. Use it as fuel. And I'm going to use it as fuel. And being around those guys, it's going to mold me into be a much, much better player. And I'm really excited. I too. like that. Peter, That's an awesome attitude, by the way. Yeah. Peter, I want you to do me a favor. Buy a... Buy the butcher a pint of ice cream the first time you go there. See, okay. what, see what he does with it. <laughs> I will. I will. 
There's a joke there. For, for so. fans, for fans that aren't watching, apparently uh, uh, Scott has talked uh, uh, about many stories about the butcher, um, you know, being just so regimented about his diet that you know when he eats ice cream, everybody's in shock and awe. So, <laughs> so uh, Ty, do you want to do the quick tap? Sure. Well, we threw something together here that we're going to put you on the back foot a little bit. We're going to pick up the pace here. We're going to see if this uh, this forward can actually run. Um, <laughs> so the quick tap section is going to be a quick fire, yes or no. Actually, not a yes or no. I should say this or that. So you're going to give two options, and I need you to be able to give me the first thing that comes to your mind is your response, all right? Okay. So, it will be about four of them, and then the last one's going to be an open-ended question that might get you thinking. I've actually never used this one before, so we'll see where it lands. So, are you ready for the quick tap part yet, yeah, Peter? I think so. You, yeah, he's like, I'm not sure, but let's go for it. Let's okay, it. we're going. We're moving forward. So, in this or that scenario, first question, who wins the scrums, loose head or tight head? Tight head. Tight head. Best team to watch, South Africa or New Zealand? New Zealand. Ah, wrong answer. <laughs> no way. I only like that answer because Ty that. doesn't. I gotta say that. I love Richie McCall. I mean, you were cool until. Uh, I love Richie McCall. Yeah, man. no one's perfect, man. No one's perfect. <laughs> uh, best rugby highlight: big runs or big hits? Big hits. Big hits. All right. A day off. What do you do? A day out with the sorry, a night out with the boys or chill at home? Night out with the boys. All right. I like it. I like it. I like it. Here's a toughie. Here's a real tough one. I want to hear your response. Think about it. I'll give you a few seconds because it's a difficult one. Looking back over all of rugby's World Cup history, if you could put yourself at one of those historic matches of a rugby World Cup final, which one would it be? It's a tough one. I said it would be tough. I think it was 2005, Australia, New Zealand. Yeah. 2003, England won it. So, yeah. 2007, South Africa won it. So, we're sitting in between there. You're probably talking about one of the uh, the Challenge Cup or something. Yeah. But uh, always a good matchup. And that's also arguably so when Australia was a lot better. <laughs> Although I shouldn't say that as a South African now because it just hurts. <laughs> that's good, though. That's a pretty good matchup. I love though. watching I like that it. match. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely not a World Cup match, but a Challenge Cup match. So. No, I mean, that's still good. I mean, you're talking about some of the best, uh, uh, you know, the game has ever seen. I mean, Australia has won, I think, twice. Uh, 91 and, jeez, I'm testing my own knowledge. 91 and, help me out here, was it 99? Anyways, I'm probably wrong. Australia? I'm going to check that afterwards. Am I right? Yeah, they won in 99. And then 91, I think, was the yeah. other one. All right. We're going with that because no one here is going to tell us otherwise. Gregan in 99, uh, Scott says in the background. Yes, George Gregan, one of the greats, right? So that's the quick tap. I just wanted to be able to keep you on your toes there. Yeah, nice wow. to Break the rhythm a little bit. Have a little bit of fun. And I like your responses. By the way, everybody who's watching thought the same way when I asked you, what's a good day off? And you're like, did that out with the boys. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> you had that locked and loaded. Yeah. <laughs> so let me dive into the next question. And then we're going to follow back into our regular format here and the run, pass, or kick questions. So here lies the next question, Peter. What do you think are the strengths of your game, right? And what aspect do you want to develop most? Okay, I'll start backwards. That aspect I okay. want to develop the most about my game. Like I said, I'm moving a loose head, so I want to learn how to dominate the scrum. And a lot of the way I like to play rugby, I don't know, you know, when guys watch me, is I like to... Um, dominate my opponent um i i that's that's all that but if you can defeat someone and beat them up i feel like that's gonna make wear on them so i want to develop that in the scrum i want to beat on someone but just but be that the, physical presence in every part of the game yes just the dominant like the, when i when when, I, when when you know when you're scrumming against someone good and you get to the scrum and you're yeah. like dude i don't want to scrum against these guys they're gonna push <laughs> me back we're gonna get a penalty so you want to be that person nobody wants to scrum against you right you want to be I, that guy that's what i'm going to be yeah so your name should be known across the lands yeah. so i want to be dominant in the scrum aspect that's what i you know want to improve upon i like it now my the strengths of my game i would say um like to poach i like to think i'm pretty good at it um i think that's a game changer you get the ball back yeah. to your team 
turnovers, um, penalties, kick for points. So important. Um, I run hard and I tackle hard. I, it's, I'm forward, you know. I, I, I aim to, you know, everyone every part hit. Of that party hard. <laughs> <laughs> you set me up there, Peter. I had to do it. Also, Apparently, your boy Brandon St. Louis is, uh, is of that mindset too. He wants to party hard. Yeah. At some point too, so. And so also, you set that message. Uh, just, just defensively too. Like, um, you watch, um, you know, when I play, I'm always identifying who's that primary guy in the line out. Okay, I'm gonna sack their mall. You know, the sacking the mall is not something that you see too often, you know, in rugby. But I'm, I'm very good at it, and I'm very good at creating a havoc at the breakdown. Nice. Now fans so, know what to look for in your game, right? Yeah. And and I gotta say that's one of the things that when I was doing a lot of the draft work. You know, I looked through a lot of tape of a lot of different players, and the guys that stood out to me were guys like yourself who identified. So kudos to you, by the way. And it's something that Andrew Guerra talked a bit about, uh, and Bronson Tellis even mentioned it too, is the importance of game tape. But identifying specific aspects of your play individually. You know, all right, here's me rolling with the ball. Here's two or three plays or four plays. You know, here's mm-hmm. me, you know, at the poach, the breakdown. Here's me, you know, with offloads. Uh, here's me at the, you know, right. at the point of contact and the tackle. You identified each of those pieces and kind of had them broken up so that people could, you know, uh, potential teams could see aspects of your play and how you did at each phase of the game. And I think that's critical. Uh, so well yeah. done and kudos to you. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. Kid, not kudos to me, but big shout out to our uh, team manager Moral. Uh, she also runs yeah. the ARP page, but big shout out to Moral at White Plains. She. Uh, She's the best uh, team manager we have, and she did my my video, so big shout-out to her. Yeah, she's actually watching right now. I wanted to mention her earlier. I noticed her name at the uh, on the um, YouTube link, so kudos right. to her. She's awesome. Um, I, I want to move into this next question. It was kind of interesting, uh, Peter. Uh, this question was um, a result of your own doing, just so you know. Um, uh, you had made contact with uh, another coach that whose name will come up here in a moment. I'm sure you're familiar with. And so uh, when we knew we were going to interview, I kind of thought, wait a minute, I can, uh, I can find out a little bit more information about uh-huh. Peter than perhaps he is, uh, than he wants us to know. So um, I know that you have a very close relationship with university of Louisville head coach, Emil Walton. Yes. Um, and, and you reached out to him a little bit over social media. I saw that. Um, and so I, I did the same. I did a little dirt digging, and um, he relayed a story about a critical moment in your development as a player that occurred during a USA Rugby South match uh, when you guys play the New York Metro. Yes. Right. Um, run, pass, or kick. What insight can you provide fans about uh, this moment as a player? Um, and I think you know what I'm talking about. No. Yeah. And he pulled you aside. Um, I, I thought it was incredible. So can you, you know, run past your kick. You want to talk about that experience and what happened? Yeah, I'll run with it. So um, first of all, shout out to um, Coach Walton. You know, he does a great thing down at Louisville. And also um, shout out to Coach Walton, too, because he came up to a player that was highly respected, highly known to the USA Rugby South staff. I think this was my first, you know, game ever with him. And he called out the, he called out the big finish. And, you know, shout out to him for that. And um, there was there was a time in the game, I think it was around halftime, where, you know, we had been winning, but it was sloppy. And it really wasn't going the way I liked it. You know, we were winning, but, you know, when you're winning, but it's not just things aren't clicking. And Coach Walton pulled me to the side. And he says to me, and I'll never forget it, because I actually said it before to other people. And now he said, you can either implode or you can explode. It's up to you how you want to handle it. And I told him, I want to, I want to, ex- I, I want to explode. I don't want to implode. I want to explode. I want to, he goes, so you look across from you, you look at those 15 other men and you do your thing, dominate the tackle area, dominate the breakdown, dominate the scrums, be dominant. And, um, when coach Walton said that to me, you know, it was like, wow, like this guy cares. He he wants me to be better. He wants me to hold myself accountable. He knows what I'm capable of. He knows, you know, the caliber of player that, that, that I am and that I can be and that I can reach. And he taught me something. And I'll, I'll never forget that lesson, the imploder expo lesson. 
it's just a, a measure of, you know, having a blue head during games and mm-hmm. staying calm. You know, I can, I can like, you know, I, I can have a little bit of a temper, not going to lie, you know, Brooklyn kid, you know, that's just, you know, it's, you got the fight in you and you know, the you like to, right? <laughs> yeah, you like to play hard. You know, I like to win. I don't like to lose. I'm very competitive. And, you know, coach Walton reminded me that, and, you know, reminded me that, um, you have two ways you can go about though when you want to be dominant and when you want to have a great game. You can use that fuel and explode another team and you know be a leader for others, or you can self-implode and have an all right game and kind of do your thing, but not, you know, live up to your full full expectation. So I want to give him a huge credit to that. And he really held me accountable. And I really appreciate guys like that who aren't afraid to, you know, this is my first meeting with him, not afraid to call me out not afraid to hold me accountable, wanted me to become a better man, a better person. And I always appreciate that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those aspects, uh, young players kind of have to learn, you know, it's kind of that breaking point. You have to learn how to mentally stay in the game in order to develop and continue as a rugby player. And so, and it's, but it's probably that mental game is one of the things that people uh, developing rugby players think about the least. It's hard to teach. Yeah. Having that blue head. Right. Such a so, physical game, you know. So right. it's well, that's exactly it's so it. There's such a level of aggression in the game that's just so entrenched in it that you need it to be successful, but you can't have too much of it that you become unsuccessful. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's a fine line, and Coach right. Walton explained to me what that line was. I appreciate that. Yeah, and and you know they're great lessons that you know, and all, all all players will heed the same advice, but it seems that you've started to take it on as some of the lessons that truly help you take those important steps forward. Yes. And talking about important steps forward and influential people that can help you make these steps, it actually ties quite well into my next question here. We're going to turn our attention a little bit more to where you are now with Rooney and the lead up to it. So my next question to you, leading up to the draft, what sort of conversations did you have with Marty Veal, of course, from Rooney, former uh, Old Blue as well? Yeah, so... um... Marty Veal and I spoke, um, I think we first met at um, my first academy game. Um, I introduced myself to him and, you know, Marty Veal is a, he's a big man. Um, might say, some might say he's a bit intimidating. Um, now I'm going up to him and I just wanted to introduce myself. So I introduced myself, you know, I said, hey, how you doing? You know, Peter Reyes uh, playing from Kutztown University in White Plains, um, playing on the academy team just wanted to say hello and choose myself and I introduced myself. And then from there, um, I guess he kept his eye on me. Um, I was invited down to a training where, you know, I practiced with the guys and again, we spoke and he said that I had done well and that, um, he was excited and looking forward. Um, I think he, the exact words he used was that I was a, I was a blacksmith and, uh, Rooney's all about, you know, iron workers. So that, you know, I felt I felt good that he had used that phrase "Black Swift" to um, identify and associate with my name. Um, he spoke to me about you know if there's anything I need to get better, anything I need um, in general, if I need to talk, if I need you know advice to reach out to him. Um, he was actually very you know that mountain of a man was actually very nice and welcoming to me and. Um, we spoke. Not and, nearly as intimidating as you once thought, right? Yes. Yeah. And we spoke and, you know, he told me his plans and what he thought of my game and how I can improve. Um, I remember we were down in Boston. Um, we were playing against the Free Jack Academy. And I had taken a hit to, I had taken like a hit to the face or whatever. And I was pretty, you know, frustrated. But um, they, the, the Rooney staff, you know, had asked me to come out the game. That's what they wanted. So I came out the game. And I remember Marty coming over to me and I'm thinking, oh, like he's probably going to be annoyed about the game or he's going to, he just says to me, hey, mate, how's your head? You know, and I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. He goes, all right, good. We'll get that taken care of. We'll see you soon. And I just felt like he cared and that, you know, I belonged and it was, it was truly welcoming. And since then, you know, we've talked and Marty Veal has sent me over drills, um, sent me over worksheets to complete. So he's been very help, helpful and very welcoming. I'm excited and looking forward to playing for him. And, you know, I can't wait. That's a great, actually a great segue into the, to the last question. And before I hit you with the last question, uh, Peter, we like to allow all our guests an opportunity 
to throw a shout out at the end there or just take a moment to talk about um, a charity, an organization that's near and dear to your heart. So, you know, kind of have that in the back of your mind. But I want to throw that last question at you. You talked about, um, you know, looking forward to playing for Marty. Um, run past your kick. Who are you looking forward to playing with the most at Rooney? I'll run with it. And when you say looking to play with, you mean Rooney uh, players? Players, yeah. Players. Oh, it's it's going to be um, the cliche answer, but it's going to be the butcher. <laughs> um, I listed him as my favorite player in the MLR in the, I guess, survey they gave out to us. Um, I don't think it's any surprise to anyone. Um, my parents know this. Uh, my friends and close family members know that I, I look up to the butcher, uh, Dylan. Um, we've only speak, spoken maybe a handful of times, but you know, every time we've spoken, he's been very helpful and very welcoming, very, you know, kind. And, and to me, you know, I, uh, uh, full disclosure, I wanted to take a picture with him at training, but I thought I would be too much of a fanboy or people would think I'm weird. So I, I didn't do it, but you know, I think that he's a great player. Um, seeing him perform at the world cup, seeing what he did before blue, seeing what he's doing now at Rooney the way you know when there's a line out and we're inside the 22 butch is going to score ball. It, yeah you know, he's, and you know the level that he holds himself accountable it just and he's been delivering at that level for a long time yeah. too so yeah longevity you know and then you know being he wasn't in the original test games to taking that resilience and then coming back and starting against canada right. and they come mm -hmm. and then after that coming off the bench and having a dominant performance so yeah. the person I'm looking forward to playing with the most would be uh, the butcher, and I hope I get to pack down with him in the front row. Cool, yes, and I'm sure yeah, it will come. Yeah, and and so Dylan, if you're listening, uh, he probably isn't, but just if he is, uh, uh, what do you mean? Of course, everybody Peter. watches us all the time, Rob. Uh, well, I know one person that's listening is a big guy, and the big guy drives that Rooney machine, or at least the rooster machine. So maybe the big guy can make that photo op happen, and uh, if you get it, post it up on. Uh, the rugby rant and the MLR fan zone, because I'm sure a lot of fans would love to see it. Um, so now we're going to take that opportunity, Peter. Um, is there anybody? Well, before we dive into the last pod, I'm going to interrupt just for a second, because when you asked that question to Peter, it sounded like he needed clarification. It sounded like he thought it might have been a different question. So I'm going to ask what I think you thought it was going to be. When you're at Rooney, who are you look going to look forward to playing against most? <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what I, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Right, you were so like it was there, it was lingering in the background. So I thought I'd just go ahead and pass that ball to you. Yeah. So no, I'm looking forward to the team. I'm looking forward to playing against the most would be uh, the Dallas Jackals. Okay. Now, they are cool. a new team. They are yeah. a new team. But however, I have a, a friend of mine, Aaron Gray from Kutztown, who was uh, ah. drafted there. And uh, I, we were actually hanging out this weekend. A little bit of healthy rivalry. Yeah, yeah. So we were, you know, we were hanging out this weekend. I'd love to go down to Dallas and uh, play some rugby, you know, against him. You know, um, we've been teammates for, for a long time. And uh, we were talking about it. And it's always good to see your friends, you know, when you, when you go out and right. play. So I, I'd love to go to Dallas, you know, or they come to us and love to see Aaron, you know, suit up for them. And I'd love to see you for Rooney and play against my play against my friend, you know, and then talk about it afterwards. But yeah, that's the power of rugby, right? I mean, friends yeah. uh, are brought together through a common love of the game and remain so over the years. And wherever they may be, when you meet, you're, you know, you're teammates in the field on and off. Yeah. Right. So talking about friends, we like to be able to, as Rob alluded to a moment ago, give an opportunity to our friends that join us here on this show to be able to send a shout out to maybe some of your friends or yeah. maybe there's a special cause that you think deserves a little bit of attention, a little bit of the limelight. So here's the floor. Here's the mic. Tell us a little bit of something that's important to you or send a shout out to anybody you think is important. Yeah. First off and you know, foremost, um, I want to just thank God for this opportunity, you know, you know, my faith is something I hold dear to me and my mom knows this, that, you know, he carried us through. So I just want to give a shout out there. Secondly, I want to shout out my family, my mom and dad, my brother, Andrew, my uh, brother, Paul, my sister, Bethany. Um, thank you guys so much for believing me, you know, always coming out to the games. You know, I know I didn't always, uh, you know, 
do well. I didn't always play well. I wasn't always the most pleasant after losses. Um, but they stuck with me and they, you know, they believed in me. My whole family came down to the games and, you know, I, I can't thank them enough for that. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to my coaches at Xavier, Greg Norris, Mike Petrie, Joe Sweeney, Justin Pip Hunley, Steve Sanchez, Peter Forsman. You guys know what you did for me. I don't have to say it. Shout out to my coaches at Kutztown, uh, Doc Jones, Coach Duke, Coach LC. You guys know what you did. Um, and then a big shout out to White Plains, my, my home club right now, Andrew Britt. Um, you know, words don't explain how much you've done for me. And then all the other coaches that have, you know, been, been a part of it, uh, USA South, um, select teams, ERA, uh, Metro New York. But, you know, most importantly, you know, I want to give a shout out to uh, my teammates, you know, my friends, uh, my friend Bo, who is uh, now, now in the Navy, my friend Andrew for dragging me along to New York Rugby Club practice. You know, I can give these shout outs all day, but you know, it really was my friends and family that helped carry the weight when I couldn't when I couldn't take it anymore. Um, shout out to, um, you know, and also shout out to people who didn't believe in me, you know, who helped fuel the fire, like, you know, that you lit on their side of me. There was a lot of people who said you couldn't do it or this pathway wouldn't be, wouldn't, wouldn't take you where you wanted to be. I have to also give uh, one last shout out to, um, well, actually two more, two more. I don't want to cut, the, I don't want to cut anyone. I, I want, I want everyone to be known um, for what they did for me. I want to give a shout out to uh, Mr. Izzy and Miss Liza. Um, you guys have always helped out. You guys have always, you know, shown your love and carried, carried my family through some tough times. We appreciate you. And I want to give a shout out to um, my rugby family that I live with. Uh, Mike Makovic and Ann Makovic. Um, thank you for allowing me in your home. Thank you for allowing me to help me get a job and pursue my career with White Plains uh, that helped lead to this opportunity with, you know, Rugby United New York. So I, I can't be grateful enough to all these people that have done so much for me. Um, I love my team, White Plains. You know, it's my home. So if anyone who's watching come out to a White Plains game, you'll see me. Come talk to me. Um, I'm, I'm here to help. I want to be I want to be um, a role model to others. I want to help people in, in the way that I've been helped. And then in the way that I haven't been helped, I want to help bridge that gap. And, um, you know, we're all in this together. You know, nobody is too big for anyone else. So just, you know, stay humble. You know, guys, everyone that's listening, if you're a young kid, older kid, stay humble, work hard, continue to stay after it. There's going to be some dark times, but there's going to be some good times. And, just continue to get after it. You know, you go to work every day and, you know, eventually something clicks, you know, just when you're at the end of the tunnel and you think you can't dig no more, keep digging. I promise, you know, you'll make it. And my, my Instagram is Pete underscore Stubbs. If you want to reach out to me via, you know, Instagram, if you want to reach out to me via Facebook, Peter Reyes, just reach out. You know, I'm here for you guys. If anyone is alone or anyone wants to talk, I know, I know what it's like to go through that. So please just reach out. And, uh, that's what that's what I have to say, and I thank you again, Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt, the Hammer, and thank you Ty the Safa Braga. I know I appreciate you guys so much for this opportunity. Um, can't thank oh, you guys it's, enough. It's been our pleasure. Thank and you so much. I really add, appreciate it. Yeah, as a final thought, you are a great ambassador for the sport. You personify the lessons that we teach through the game, and you live it each day. And that is exactly what it's about. From your earliest time joining Xavier High School. Uh, to, of course, your college career in Kutztown. And now we'll see the, some of those same lessons being echoed out there for Rooney on a major league rugby field, hopefully in the near future. And uh, we on the Rugby Rant thank you for joining us. And we also thank you as the viewers back home who may be tuning in for this great episode here of the Run, Parcel, Kick interview with recent draftee of the 2021 class, Peter Reyes who told us a little about his experience, shared some of the lessons he's learned along the way and what he may want from the future at his new home at Rugby United New York, a fitting home to be for a guy who, of course, born and raised down in that neighborhood. And we will be watching very closely and we wish you the great best of luck for the season ahead, my friend. Again, if you've been watching this episode, thank you very much for watching another great episode of the Run, Pass, All Kick interviews here with your team from the Rugby Rant. 
You can continue to follow us online under the handle at Rugby Rant Pod for more great content every Monday where another rugby insider will be put to the run parcel kick interview test at 8 p.m. every Monday evening on our social media. Alternatively, make sure you check us out on the familiar the Rugby Network every Friday for a new rugby debate episode. This week, we'll be talking about the recent announcement of a England-based Rugby World Cup bid to compete against the existing US one. That's going to be a hot topic, so make sure you tune in this Friday to the Rugby Network to learn what our team thinks about that. But again, my name is Ty Braga, your host for today's activities, alongside Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt on behalf of Scott Ferraro, the big guy. We thank you for watching another great episode here on the Rugby Rant Podcast Show, and we will see you at the next.